evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. This is podcast number 263. We've got a special guest this evening. Let me ask you a question, though. Does your offline dating game match up with your online dating game? Because you know, it's all about the offline game. Eventually, you got to meet somebody, you got to be face to face, and that's how you make a connection. But so many of us focus our dating efforts online that sometimes it's easy to forget that, you know, eventually you're going to get eyeball to eyeball. And that's where things really happen. That's where the real energy is exchanged. So we've got a special guest this evening. Her name is Camille Virginia, and she's going to be on shortly. She's calling in from Chicago, I believe. Great city. Love Chicago. Here we are in NYC. And uh, it was 75 degrees here today. This has been a crazy, crazy winter. We've had some frigidly cold days. Right around New Year's, it was like bone chilling. And uh, so the cold, cold, cold got a really early start. So it seems like a really long winter. And all of a sudden, bang, 75 degrees today. And now it's going to get rainy, I think, tomorrow. But it'll get back down to like the 40s and the 30s and the 50s and all of that like it should be. But we've had a wild ride. And 75 is like people went nuts today. People were laying out on, you know, in Central Park and riding their bikes with T-shirts on and running in Central Park with no shirt on and the whole crazy thing. But in New York, you know, the second the sun comes out after a long winter, people just uh, explode. And it's hilarious. And it's great, too. It's part of what makes a city so interesting because people are so passionate and they're happy. They're really up when they're not happy. They, they let you know it. Um, you don't get a lot of BS here. You know, you get a lot of attitude. So uh, just don't take it personally. If you move to New York, you know, you might be overwhelmed initially, but it's uh, the people are cool. And I'll tell you one thing about New Yorkers. That's really great. If somebody on the street needs directions you'll have to fight people off to be able to uh, uh, give directions because so many people want to be helpful. And uh, that's a really cool thing. So anyhow, so what's going on here? Uh, Well, this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And we talk about everything about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. I'll get into all the stuff about my brand later on in the show, but uh, let's start out with kind of what's happening in the guys, guys world today. We'll do our guys, guy or anti guys, guy of the week. We'll take a very, very quick break. We'll bring on our guest, Camille Virginia, who has the master offline dating uh, techniques for us. And then we will come back and we will do the uh, weekly feature, the guys, guys guide. So anyhow, again, Robert Manny here. My website is robertmanny.com. And uh, you can check me out there and every place else online. And I have recently become a a weekly columnist for the Good Men Project. So I'm having fun with that. And if you uh, check that out, they they have a real positive message and they really do some good things for people. So uh, I'm proud to be um, representing them. But what's happening? Uh, So I guess in the news, uh, still there's a lot of focus on Florida and what happened. And again, we have the gun control uh, debate and uh, we have uh, our president down there is playing golf today while they're having the funeral and uh, it's just been it's just been crazy because uh, it's the you know we have a second amendment and initially originally the second amendment was about uh, states 
having their own militia. And then, uh, you know, even if you're a strict constitutionalist, uh, it's been taken uh, to the point where uh, now it's about any anybody can have any arms that they want whenever they want. And the fear is that, and I, I understand that completely, the fear is that you start taking some, you know, rights away, quote unquote, rights away about uh, people being able to uh, bear arms, then, uh, you know, then it's over. So we have to be careful how we do that. However, on the other hand, regardless, somebody who has uh, shown signs of mental illness and who is, you know, only 19, I don't think anybody from either side of the argument would agree that you want somebody like that having a semi-automatic weapon, and particularly in a school. Uh, So we have to do something. Uh, Conversation is a good starting point, but I think we're going to have to tighten up some of the loopholes with some of these laws and and uh, make it not allow people who have these issues, these mental issues, to get hold of these these weapons because uh, it just keeps happening over and over and over again. So doing nothing and just sending your prayers is is not working. So we've got to do something, and we've got to protect people's rights to bear arms. Also, we have to be very careful about that. But let's protect the kids. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on about uh, you know. Uh, some of these kids, this kid, uh, David Hogg, was he uh, an actor put up to talk about this stuff? Did they, people say they saw him on some other interviews in California on some other stuff? And uh, it's a big debate that goes on out there. And, of course, uh, Trump's uh, junior stuck his nose in that one. Uh, stuck his nose. He jumped in with two feet, as usual. Um, so it's just uh, we, we've got to be aware. Just keep listening. Keep discussing. Keep asking questions. That would be my Guy's guy advice on that. Um, let's switch over to some other topics that are uh, uh, less serious. Um, I, I don't want to get political with the whole gun thing. Um, I saw Peter Rabbit today with my son. I had the day off, so I took him. He's four. He's going to be five in May. And I took him to Coco a while back, and then I took him to Ferdinand because I really like the book Ferdinand about the uh, kind of pacifist bull. It's fantastic. But the movie was pretty good, Ferdinand, and Coco was very well done. As I thought it was a little bit of a heavy-duty um, subject matter. It's about death and transition, um, and there's a lot of skeletons running around and all of that. So it's a little bit of an overload for a kid who's four. But I got to tell you, and the reviews weren't that good on Peter Rabbit, but wow, it was fantastic. And all the kids in the theater, they absolutely loved this movie. My kid was squirming around in his seat. He was up, he was down, he was on my side, he was at the edge of his seat. He loved it, and I thought it was very well done, very funny, a lot of slapstick stuff. And my kid, he likes all the kind of when there's a lot of action and slapstick stuff, not violence. He doesn't like that, and he doesn't like a lot of loud noise and stuff, but he likes kind of wacky humor. And this was filled with it, and it was a lot of clever lines. It was very British, and uh, I think they did a great job. James Corden, who has the uh, late-night show, on CBS, he was the voice of Peter Rabbit, and he was terrific. So uh, I would highly recommend that if you have a, a kid, uh, you know, four, five, six. I think they'd really like this movie. It was a lot of fun. I also saw some of the other uh, movies recently. I saw Shape of Water with my wife, and uh, you know, it was good. I didn't think it was that great. It's kind of one of those disclosure movies where they're kind of telling you that uh, things that have been talked about, and if you really do some digging, there's a lot of drip, drip, drip about clo- disclosure about alien life and uh, what the human 
human beings are all about and what our background and our past is and how we got the whole thing started here. Was it from alien DNA and messing around with our DNA, etc.? And um, it's about this uh, uh, mute, I guess, uh, woman who falls for this captured uh, swimming aquatic alien. And um, it's a sad story, but it's a positive story also. And it was good. I didn't think it was that great, though. I kind of forgot about it after the movie. Um, but it's up for all of the awards. And uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. I haven't seen uh, some of the other uh, big big uh, films yet, uh, but I hope to see them before the, uh, uh, the Academy Awards. Um, elsewhere, we have the Winter Olympics. I really haven't watched too much of it. And I don't know if everybody's uh, all that jazzed about it. Um, the sports are beautiful. And I think uh, South Korea has done a wonderful job. But... I don't know. I've just uh, taken a break. There was so much football and uh, we're gearing up. We got the whole March Madness coming up in a week or so. And uh, I just I don't really feel like watching sports right now. So I'm taking a little uh, February break. Um, also, what's happening is a uh, tax time is coming. And uh, what I always like to do is kind of get to my accountant in February Get all that stuff out of the way. If I need extra things, uh, in extra information and all that, I have time. If you get your, uh, if you file early, um, whether you use an accountant or not, uh, and if you use an accountant, it's tax deductible. Um, but uh, especially with this 2017 being the last year before these changes, and there'll be some big changes. You're going to feel it. We're all going to feel it uh, in our wallets next year. If you're uh, middle class, you're going to get whacked because um, the amount of uh, loan interest that you can deduct is going to be curtailed at uh, capped at I think $10,000 and that's not much. And, uh, for the kind of what they call the blue States, uh, a lot of the city and state taxes, you can't deduct. And it's, uh, a lot of the item itemized deductions are going to be gone. They doubled the standard deduction, but for most people, that's not going to, you end up, you're going to be able to deduct less. So it's going to, you may get a couple more bucks in your paycheck, but pay higher taxes ultimately. If you, if you do the math, um, unless you're a very, very wealthy person or that you have no money. So if you're in the middle, if you're in the pig of the python, you're going to get whacked next year. So just beware of that. Um, elsewhere here in New York City, everybody's all jazzed about the Yankees this year because we've got Giancarlo Stan and Aaron Judge and all these other young guys on the team. And uh, they're about a player or two away from taking the whole thing, I think. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the Yankees. They're in the American League. They've got the Astros, who are a super team. You've got the Red Sox. You've got the Indians. There's some strong teams, in the, and the Angels are going to be good, I think, again. Uh, you've got some strong teams, so it's going to be interesting. And then in the National League, you've got the Cubs and the Dodgers, again, are going to be strong, as well as the Nationals. And the uh, San Diego Padres picked up uh, Eric Hosmer, so they should be pretty good, too, an improving team. So let's quickly talk about kind of uh, guys' guy and anti-guys' guy or anti-guys' guy of the week. I'm going to give the anti-guys guy of the week. I was thinking about Donald Trump Jr., but that's too easy. I was thinking about giving this kid David Hogg, who you've seen on the news talking about the need for some gun legislation. Um, but I'm going to skip him because I see that people are picking on him saying, well, he, he might be a paid actor. And he's saying no. And people are showing videos where he was in California instead of Florida and been interviewed before, blah, blah, blah. Let's put that all aside. I'm going to give the anti-guys guy of the week to New Jersey Transit. I travel New Jersey Transit down to the Jersey Shore frequently. And um, they, if in the New Jersey 
uh, Open Public Records Act. It was published in the New York Post today that last year, New York, New Jersey Transit had 800 violations, 800. That's that's more than two a day. Uh, Absolutely amazing. And I'd ride that train. Um, It's not a pleasant experience. Um, I know they try their best, I think. Um, but uh, there's repairs that are, the infrastructure needs repairs. The signals, there's always a problem with the signals. There's only one tube going into the city. I've been stuck on New Jersey Transit where they just, everybody off the train twice. Both times it was in uh, inclement weather. And uh, I didn't have a lot of money in my pocket at the time. So New Jersey Transit uh, has to get their act together. Um, Not acceptable with the amount of people who who ride that service. the bathrooms are dirty. The trains are slow. Um, it's just not a pleasant experience, but it's one of those necessary evil, evil, evil. So we're going to say anti-Guys Guy of the Week, and hopefully in a year there'll be Guys Guy of the Week. We'll say New Jersey Transit. So here we are. It's uh, Guys Guys Radio. Um, it is February 21st, 2018. We are going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to bring our special guest, Camille Virginia, on. Okay, we're back, Guys Guys Radio. As I mentioned, we've got a very special guest, and I, I, I really like what she's doing. Camille Virginia, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's the founder of Master Offline Dating. She has a unique talent and incredible passion for creating instant in-person connections and building authentic relationships. Through private coaching, group programs, and online courses, she helps singles who are burned out with the online dating sites and apps to find the love lives by providing key skills to boost social confidence, create romantic connections, and find lasting commitments in the real world. That's what it's all about, the real world. And too many people have fallen into the trap where um, they've gotten of dating age and they've just used all the apps and the websites and uh, they've never really had to walk across the bar and say, hi, my name is Lou, can I buy you a drink? And I think a lot of millennial guys, um, as a result, they have to work on their social skills sometimes. And it's understandable because it's all about experience and getting out there on the front lines. And uh, I think for the ladies, too, uh, it's been tough for them because uh, they have the guys coming at them uh, with, uh, you know, the guys get all this online stuff to look at. And the expectations are unrealistic for the men. And the women have to kind of manage these guys. And it's, uh, it's not easy. And especially not easy if you're doing everything online. So let's bring on our special guest, Camille Virginia, to talk about offline dating. Good evening, Camille. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Robert. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So um, I really love the concept of what you're doing and, uh, and the fact that you are stating offline and people are like, oh, offline, that's so old school. No, it's <laughs> not. It's, it's where it's at. So what was your inspiration for this? And Tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got to Chicago. Sure. So um, I actually completely fell into this. I grew up pretty shy and introverted uh, and probably had some level of social anxiety, honestly. And I just got sick of it about, I don't know, 10 years ago. And so I started like pushing myself to do things that were uncomfortable, like going to parties alone, talking to strangers. And of course, the first time you do it, it's terrifying the 10th time you do it, it's actually kind of fun. And so I just kind of found the fun in that. And in the process, um, 
I grew up in Portland, Oregon, but I moved to Chicago um, about eight years ago, and I didn't know anyone. So I just kind of used those same skills to connect with people, and in the process started getting asked out by a lot of men just at the grocery store or on the bus or random places, and mm-hmm. I thought that this happened to everybody, but it didn't. It was around the time that online dating and apps were getting going, and so people were so focused on the honeymoon period with those uh, which has now ended for a lot of people. And uh, so friends asked my advice and I was always giving advice that, that put it into a PowerPoint that turned into a workshop that turned into an online course and that became a business. <laughs> good for you. Um, how do you like Chicago? I like it. It's good. It's, it's a little cold right now. I heard you talking about 75 degrees in New York and I'm like, Oh great. It was 29 in Chicago. <laughs> oh. So it's a little, it little cold, but I love the city. Yeah, it does. But it, it, I do love the city. But I also love New York. So I'm a city girl for sure. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about Chicago is, you know, when you go out in New York, um, usually you have one, you know, you go to a bar or, or a restaurant, whatever, and there's like one type of group of people that's there, whether it's hipsters or yuppies or, uh, <laughs> you know, down, you know, uh, investment bankers or, advertising people, whatever, most of the bars, most, not all have a profile. And, um, uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say ex- ex- exclusive of, uh, you have to be that type because everybody's welcome everywhere. However, I noticed when I was out in Chicago, whenever I'm out in Chicago, you go to a pub or a bar or any of the places in the, you know, the main drag, uh, midtown there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you don't call it midtown, but on, uh, <laughs> off Michigan Avenue and uh yeah really uh, uh-huh. I was just yeah <laughs> and uh it's you know you get everybody you go to a bar and it's college kids and business people and old people and blue collar and white collar and guys and gals and straights and gays and blacks and whites and Cubs fans and White Sox fans you get everybody <laughs> and uh and everybody kind of does their thing and kind of mixes around but I, I didn't I don't feel maybe it's me, but that it was as um, insular as, as some of the places are when you go out in New York where they have a profile. I don't know if you notice the same thing, because I know from reading your profile, you have been to the city, Manhattan, a few times. Yeah, yeah, I have. I love New York. Um, that's interesting. You know, I didn't really notice that I, um, about New York. But now that you say it, I can definitely see that. And I think you're absolutely right about the Chicago bars. It's just it's everyone's mixing together, uh, you know, and it's, it's, I love it for that. You can meet some really interesting people in, anywhere you go in Chicago. I mean, really. And that's yeah. kind of what ties into my business is that you can meet a romantic partner anywhere you go. So, yeah, that's true. People are cool there. And, uh, it's great because it's like the hub of the Midwest. It's like the big city for the Midwest. Yet it's so, you know, compared to New York, it's so laid back and friendly. Um, so it's an, it's a good place with good people. Um, let's get into the, your, your topic. Um, what do you think's going on with, uh, men and women and dating? Um, you, you know, your business is focused on offline. What, what are the issues that you are, um, experiencing from your uh, clients, men and women? Oh boy. How much time do we have? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> we have plenty and- of time. <laughs> Um, a lot of it is just burnout with online dating and apps. You know, people, again, I think there was this honeymoon period, like when online dating first came. Uh, Too many dates? In, what's that? Too many dates? Uh, too many 
dates, too many, um, too disposable. you know, all of that transactional, not being treated with respect, getting sexually harassed, like sexual harassment messages from people you don't even know who are treating you horribly, right. like all of that times a hundred, you know, and it's just kind of become a way, and of course not everyone does this, but enough people do it that it's like, I read in Cosmo recently, they have this quote like, oh, if you've been online dating, chances are you've gotten a dick pic. It's like, when did that become the new normal of that's just now acceptable? Mm -hmm. Ah, So, yeah, it just, you know, why things that people would never say to each other's faces or disrespect to each other's, um, you know, to someone standing right in front of you, whether you know them or not, why is it okay to say it to them online? And it's just people Mm -hmm. have kind of let their... um, the way that they treat people erode or change when they're online for some reason. So, yeah, people just um, – and, they, yeah, it's the seemingly endless pool of people, so you don't really value people as much, whereas, like, you were uh, – I heard you, you know, talking at the beginning of Guy's Guy segment about people walking across the room and coming up to someone. That's terrifying, but that's how people had to meet each other back in the day, so they did it, and they valued that interaction a lot more because they had a lot more mm-hmm. skin in the game. Yep. Now you have uh, on your website it's called uh, master master offline dating dot com. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, I, I think it's terrific, and um, you uh, really give good some good free advice as to get people started in terms of how can uh, ladies meet quality guys in real life. What signals? I'd like to talk about this a little bit because you have your kind of welcome welcome to dating app detox, which is very good, and uh, you talk about like how how a woman can send signals to a guy. You know, women are a little more intuitive, a little more sensitized to uh, what's going on than guys are. And uh, guys are just as nervous as women are, if not more about approaching them. And you kind of give them a little handholding. So what's your kind of big picture advice to the ladies in terms of, okay, you're, there's a guy across the room. How do you send them signals without, you know, making yourself too available? but having the signal strong enough that the guy can get it. Yeah. Um, well, I know a lot of women want to be approached by guys. And um, I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm, I, think it's, I think it's okay either way. It shouldn't all be on the guy. But if you want the guy to approach you as the woman, you need to make it easy for him. You need to give him the signals, to give him the green light. You know, dating is kind mm-hmm. of like a team sport, right. I think. Just help each other out. We all got the same goal of, hey, let's mix and mingle and meet each other. Um, so one of the ways you can do that is what I call dressing for confidence and a conversation. And that is, and I was actually just talking to my friend about this, who is, uh, who is a very well-dressed man. And he is, he said what I said to my ladies on my email list recently, which is put a little effort into your appearance. And, you know, if you're already a little shy talking to people, if you're dressing in your sweats all the time and you're a little embarrassed about that, that's going to be another barrier talking to someone. Whereas if you wear something that you feel great in, that energy and that, that aura is just going to radiate when you walk into a room and it's going to show that you feel yep. confident. I like um, your one tip yeah, where so- you say, I know you see a guy and you say, say hi to him and then like, kind of like turn away. I love that because that's going to, you know, <laughs> as a man, if a woman like smiles at me and says hi, and then like, you know, just shuts the switch off. I'm going to be curious. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. It's just a simple, it's, it's all, I feel like all my tips, I try to have uh, 
have them not be terrifying because I know this is really scary for a lot of people. And it was to me learning all this stuff, but mm-hmm. saying one word like hi, like everyone can do that. You're not going to die. <laughs> yep. So it's very doable. Now, how about, um, uh, I love this one too. Uh, resting bitch face, you call it. And I think everybody <laughs> has that guys have that too. And you walk around New York, it's one big resting bitch face. Um, <laughs> Because I, for, for a number of reasons, I think just that's how people are. And then, you know, you ask them a question and say, hello, they light up. But um, also in uh, big cities, uh, you don't want to give the signals out. You know, it's, women are very careful about, you know, they, they've got the earbuds in. They're staring straight ahead. They don't want guys, you know, you know, pulling their pants down on the subway or whatever. They're really careful about strangers. So how do you advise women to... Uh, you know, manage the resting bitch face, as we call it? Um, well, the easiest way, and this is like one of my favorite tips to teach because it's so easy and it's a little strange, uh, is to just breathe through your mouth. And, again, I know it's weird, but, like, by Very doing good. that, mm-hmm. you, yep. yeah, you, so- you soften up the features of your face because the resting bitch face, you know, you're probably deep in thought about something, but mm-hmm. – uh, you also kind of look like you want to kill someone because your mouth is closed and you're, you know, thinking about something. So just go around like breathing through your mouth and it, you're, it just instantly changes the whole look and you look much more approachable. And I know it sounds weird, but everyone who's thinking that's a really weird thing to say, go try it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, how about uh, for either a woman or for a guy? Um, now I know, well, let's start here. Women, I, you mentioned this, that they want to be approached by guys. And, uh, you know, it's a changing world and women are stepping up and they're getting long overdue recognition. Yet they still, in my experience and from talking to so many experts and just from my own personal experience, women want men to be men in the best sense of the word. They don't want macho men, but they want guys, guys, if you will. They want emotional intelligence. They want seductive integrity. They want um, timeless style, unassuming strength, casual confidence. But they want the guy to, you know, step up. How do you manage that? Because it's easy for guys to get lazy where they're just texting women or they're on Tinder or whatever. And for the ladies, you know, they, they might be uh, alpha lady and at work and everything, but they want the guy to uh, put the effort in. Yep, exactly. And again, you know, instead of as a woman, putting all those expectations on a guy, which I agree with you, all of what you said is would be great to have in, in, a, in a man. But I can't just expect that every man knows that that's what I want and, like, just kind of stand there waiting for one of, a, like, a guy like that to come up to me. You know, you have to kind of try to meet him halfway. And that could be anything as simple as making eye contact, smiling, saying hi. Um, you know, I – I teach a lot of very casual icebreakers that just use something that's easily and immediately relatable around you. Um, I think it's harder for guys because guys I know have a fear of being creepy, whereas it's, it's really hard right. for women to be creepy. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you say something, if you're in the grocery store and, you know, you've noticed a cute guy next to you in the spaghetti sauce aisle, like ask him a question about the spaghetti sauce that he's holding. Just break the ice. That can be the hardest part. And then, uh, you know, you're going back and forth. Oh, I don't know. I haven't tried it. How about you? Oh, me neither. I really like this brand. Okay, cool. You broke the ice. When that dies down, then ask, how's your day going? Very simple question. And the other person mm-hmm. can answer as much or as little as they like. So that's a, that's a very simple way to, to get a conversation going and get over that fear of, I can't talk to strangers. 
Okay. Now, yeah, I, I love it. Um, now that you've got a little combo going there and people are on the go and um, let's say the woman's interested and, uh, you know, it's time to wind things up. You go into the cash register or whatever. What can she do to, uh, to make sure that she puts out the signal that, you know, hey, if you want to get together, let me know, fellow. Um, so if you've got a little more time, like if you're in line and it's moving and things are going on, um, I would just be a little more honest about it. Like, hey, I really like talking with you. Um, you know, if you'd like to grab a drink or whatever, you know, pull out a card, maybe handwrite your phone number on the back of it and mm-hmm. give it to him. So the ball's in his court, but you just made that super yeah. easy. Um, if you've got a little more time, a great way to kind of steer the conversation towards getting together is asking about plans, interests, passions, hobbies, things like that, which are essentially things that you two can do on a date together. So like, hey, uh, you said you've lived in the neighborhood for a while. Do you know any good Italian restaurants around here? Uh, I just moved here or something. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's this one around the corner that's so great. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, you know, like things like that where it's like, oh, I love Italian. Oh, me too. Hey, we should go sometime. Makes it so much easier. Yep. You know, I was on the train. I was talking about New Jersey Transit earlier. And the fir- for the first time ever, I actually saw a budding romance beginning between two millennials on the train. And mm-hmm. uh, this guy, uh, he was talking to this gal. And um, they were, you know, you could tell there was mutual interest there. And it got to where she was getting off. And uh, so he gave her his number or his card or his number. And uh, then she got off. And I thought to myself, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, because I could be completely wrong. I was thinking, dude, you got to get her number. Putting, giving the number to her is not going to do it. The woman doesn't want to, you know, hey, I met you on the train, call you up with that. You've got to, like, do a little better than that. That's true. Although I will, it, it's so hard in the in the moment, and I I just empathize with people, especially if this is new to you, of like talking to people face to face. And some, I mean, I've had. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned that you saw that because I I met a guy on the L train in Chicago, and he like I was like okay, I'm I tried to give him a heads up. I was getting off the train, pulled up, I had to get off. He's like yelling his email address at me. I'm <laughs> getting off the train. Like, well now Facebook um, me. Yeah, exactly, because I think he just, you know, I tried to give him the heads up that my stop was coming, I was leaving, but he wasn't really knowing what to do with that, and so it wasn't that he didn't want to take the initiative, it's that he's like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do here. So I I would say, you know, if it's one of those situations, if I were the, the, the girl and I was interested in him, I would probably just send him a quick text like, hey, it's Camille, nice meeting you, and then let him take it from there. So kind of just put the ball back in his court. Okay, fair enough. Good answer. Um, let's say uh, who, in, in the best of all scenarios for the ladies, they, I'm going to guess, would prefer if the guy asked them out. Is that true or not? I would definitely say yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now let yeah, me do a hard. follow-up on that. Uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I've never had luck asking men out. And from the men, like my guy friends and men I've dated, they have always preferred to ask the woman out. And also, if the woman asks the guy out, it's kind of awkward of like, okay, is she now supposed to plan the date? Or like, you know, where do you kind of go from there? It totally can work, but it's not something that I am a huge fan of personally. Okay. Here's one that I hear a lot. I would love to get your take on it, Camille. Um, 
So the ladies are uh, uh, doing great in uh, career-wise, and uh, they they have to play the alpha role and make a lot of decisions and uh, and lead. And um, so a lot of times they get into the relationship, they meet a new guy, and uh, um, they they want to be like the lady, but um, they have to. Uh, a lot of the relationship experts I know that work with women tell me that one of the biggest challenges they have with women is to get them to kind of dial down their um, masculinity or their uh, aggressiveness okay. or their having to be the alpha person at work when they're dating. So here's a situation. So let's say the woman has, you know, given the hint that she likes uh, tapas or whatever. So the guy comes up with an idea and he asks her out and he has his tapas place, but knowing that she's a happening gal and she knows tapas, she's probably been to that place already and has another place that's undiscovered yet. What's the best way to handle that situation for the woman and the man? So let's say the woman says, oh, uh, uh, Jam, I've been, I've been there already. She, she's saying to herself, I've been there already. I want to go. I want him to take me to this other place. And the guy's thinking without knowing what's on her mind, I wonder if this is the right place for her because she says she liked tapas. I discovered this place and he's clueless as to that kind of undiscovered place. Tell me about that scenario and how, how you see if things could work out or, or not work out based on the current mindsets of uh, young daters. Well, I think if she wants to go to a different place and she's pretty adamant about that, and I think what she can do, is, first of all, she, could, she should communicate that because he's not going to know. Um, even him assuming that she likes tapas, he's probably been to this popular tapas restaurant. I mean, um, you know, that's kind of a lot to put together if you're already nervous about putting together a date. So right. she should definitely communicate that. And I think it's the way that she frames it. It's all about how you frame something, right? So she could say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I've been to that a lot of times. Um, I've never tried this other place. And, you know, we've never been out before. So how, do you, how about, like, making a new memory at this new place with me or something like that? That's cool. Yep. Yeah, I think that's good because it kind of lets the guy off the hook a little bit. It, it validates uh, that he he made that step to figure out what she likes and offered something up. <clears throat> and if he's a cool guy, he'll want to go to the latest place anyhow. And if she's in the know and knows some other place that's cool, hey, why not? And it's not like it's not a put down on him. It's like, hey, let's make the best of this experience. So that's that's part of the teamwork that you were referring to. So I really like that. Um Thanks. Who picks up the check if uh, on the first date? Um, you know, it's really nice when a guy does. And, again, I, I mean, this could be an argument that could go on with uh, for a while. But my, you asked for my opinion, and my opinion is yes. if the guy asks you out and he planned the date, it's nice if he picks up the check. I like to offer to contribute. Um, I don't want to just assume. I think that that – is a little rude to just kind of, you know, as a woman sit there and cross your arms and look at the check until he takes it. But right. to, when he reaches for the check, which you know, wait for him to make the move first, say, mm-hmm. you know, can I contribute to that or anything like that to show that you are, don't just expect him to do it. I think that's the key. And nine times out of 10, he's going to be like, no, this is my pleasure. Thank you. But appreciate that you offered. Yeah, I totally agree. If it's a, if it's a date date, it's not just, you know, you meet the first time for coffee or for a drink. Um, and a lot of times in that situation, if the woman's not interested, she'll kind of insist on paying half or maybe not, but she doesn't want to be beholden to him if she's not interested because he picked up the check. But on a regular date, let's say now it's the official kind of first date they're going to dinner. I think the guy should set it up just to just because if you're in it for the long haul, 
uh, whatever the length may be. I advise guys like ask her out, pick up the check, make sure she has a nice time. If there's no sparkles during the date, you know, you should have figured it out beforehand. But once you're there, be a gentleman and uh, just do the right thing. And from there, uh, the woman will be appreciative of that. And then uh, then you take your steps from there. You see what happens. But um, just take that off the table. Guys, just step up, ask her out, come up with a plan and pay, pay for the first date. After that, to me, nowadays, all bets are off. What do you think, Camille? I completely agree. I think it's... Um... Yeah, I, I think that's the beauty of meeting offline, right, as well, because mm-hmm. you already have met each other in person, and so you already kind of yep. know if at least you're going to be able to have some kind of connection or something. Um, it, if you choose a dinner date as your first place with someone that you met online and it doesn't go anywhere close to your expectations, then that's kind of, you know, maybe you should have met for coffee for that first one. Because, um, right. right. again, you know, if the guy planned the date, then plan if you're not sure there's a connection there, plan for something that's not too long and not too expensive. <laughs> okay. How about um, sex on the first date? What's your point of view on that? And do your clients uh, ask about that at all? Or they just kind of do that? I, I would think their grownups are going to do their thing, but what's your advice if they do ask you? Ah, uh, man, I would really advise against that. I think uh, my, a lot of the women that I work with are, they're not going on a lot of dates to begin with, so this doesn't come up a lot, but my advice would definitely be no. I mean, unless, I mean, I do have a couple girlfriends who are okay doing that, and, like, they honestly are, they're not just telling themselves they're okay, they are honestly okay with whatever the outcome is of that. But nine times out of ten, women, even if they want to be okay with that and release expectations, we're just biologically wired differently than guys when it comes to that. And so, Unless you can truly tell yourself, like, cool, I'm going to do this and enjoy it. Whatever happens is totally fine, and you are fine. If you, mm-hmm. Unless that's the case, which I pretty much guarantee for most women it's not, don't do it. Got it. Um, okay, so let's say a couple, they went from online to offline. They met for coffee. They had a r- first date. Everything went fine. They didn't have sex on the first date, so there's something to look uh, forward to. Uh, beyond just getting to know each other, um, how do you, how do how, how do you advise women to train guys to kind of keep things going uh, offline? And by offline, I mean you know using the telephone instead of just a text, not just uh, setting things up to like go right into the hangout mode. I mean, how do you uh, how do you coach your ladies to uh, you know keep the bar raised for the guys so that they they have to you know they, they have to uh, do the right thing, be a man. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's positive feedback. I mean, when he does something that you like, tell him how much you appreciate that and how much you liked it. And so, you know, if he's really into you, he's going to want to make you happy. And you just told him what makes you happy. You can't leave that up for him to guess because that's, that's not fair. You know, that's like you trying to guess what he likes. Why he should just tell you. Um, so, um, yeah, just communicating what you want and then also reciprocating so like maybe he's taken you out two or three times he's insisted on paying all those times and he's the kind of guy that doesn't want you to pay okay well have him over to your place and cook for him like that's very mm-hmm. intimate it's a natural way to progress the dating relationship it's giving back to him without money being a factor if you know he's the kind of guy especially who doesn't want you to pay 
Um, hey, even if you don't cook, like, go get takeout or something like that. So uh, it's the thought that counts. Like, how can you reciprocate in a way that's comfortable for you to let them know you're doing the right stuff, I love where this is going, and, and or just say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's always the best way. Do you run into a lot of ladies uh, who are your clients who expect like guys to just pick up the check for everything? Because in my dating days, I still remember a couple of ladies I met online and went out and then went out and went out and they just never picked, never bought a drink, never bought me a coffee, never baked me a cake, nothing. And uh, obviously, I I didn't last too Yes, I did. I said to one, I said, you know, you know, it would be okay if you picked up a, bought me a drink uh, one time. And she was very offended by that. And I didn't see her after that, but I just thought it was just like to the point where her thing was like, no, and she actually said like her expectation was no, the guy takes care of all that. And I'm like thinking, okay, this is not 1971, you know, that's not going to work now. You got to, you know, do you run into that at all? Are there some women who are, in that mindset still i mean i could see if you know the woman's a waitress and the guy's an investment banker or she's a you know trainer at the health club and he's a brain surgeon but you know if if two people are out there working and they're kind of both in the you know upwardly mobile middle class and have good jobs you know there's got to be some flow you got to do something for the other person if it's not even picking up the check then you cook them a meal or something something to show that you know it's a reciprocal thing Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's like whether the expectation is around paying, whether it's around sex, like whatever it is, if someone has an expectation, they're like my way or the highway, and they don't even communicate that to the other person, what the hell kind of relationship is that going to be? Like not one that I want to be in. Mm -hmm. How about, uh, you know, in the follow-up stage where I think a a key moment in dating is uh, you had your first date and uh, people have different, you know, the you might think it, it went well, but you're not sure. Um, you didn't have sex with the guy. You think it went well, and you want to see him again. Um, I, I would think, you know, sending him a thank you text uh, or him sending her a thank you text, whatever, at some point keeps that, you know, communication link going. And then from there, hopefully within the next couple of days, you're going to hear from the guy again. But what, what are there any tips that a woman can and, and and ultimately, nobody wants to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you as much, if not more. Um, but it's hard to get through. A lot of people have a hard time with that. But how do you advise your ladies if, like, okay, is this guy going to, like, ghost me now after one date? So I would say, um, and actually what I recommend is after that first date, if you had a really great time and, well, regardless, you know, who knows what the other person's thinking, if it seemed like he had a good time, I like to say text him that same night that tells him that. Because if you do it later, it's kind of like you're fishing for like, hey, you're going to ask me out again? And, it can, mm-hmm. you know, just just do it that night. Do it as soon as you get at the door. Um, a lot of stuff is said in that moment when he's dropping you off after the first date. And it's like, oh, we should do this again. Yeah, we totally should. Just to kind of save face. But when mm-hmm. you send a text, like when you get in, when there's no saving face, there's no pressure, you're doing it on your own accord, and you send a really genuine message of, hey, I had a really great time with you tonight, I'd love to do it again sometime, that makes it so much easier for him to then ask you out, you know, like, again, it's, it's not doing it for the guy, but it's making it 
be easier for him, giving him the green light so he feels safe right. to do it, because then he's 10 times more likely to do it, which is a win-win for both of you. Got it. Okay. Uh, last question for you, and then uh, we'll want to talk about your website and your programs. I'll give you the floor for for that. Um, but what would be your uh, one bit of advice for men out there? What can they do better um, in terms of uh, dating, getting their dating game sharpened up? Ooh, I would say um, if I had to choose one thing, guys, if you are not treating women with the same kindness and respect online that you would in person, start doing that immediately because there's this thing called ethical erosion. And it's like you start compromising your values and, and respect in one area of your life, it's going to seep over into the other areas. Mm-hmm. So if you're the kind of guy who like adopts another persona online and you're kind of a jerk to women, that is definitely going to spill over into your offline, which of course all dating eventually goes offline. Uh, if you progress yeah. the relationship. Yep. So treat people with the same respect online that you do offline, please, for the love of God. <laughs> That's great advice. Perfect. For t- particularly for, for now, because, you know, with online, everybody can turn into whatever character they want. You go on Facebook and it's like half of Facebook isn't arguing about Trump, you know, and it's very passionate back and forth with people. And it's so boring after a while. Uh, and then there's people with their food and all that. But, you know, people uh, get very, uh, you know, emotional uh, when they're on online. And uh, and it's just it's too much. So, uh, you know, I think you're right. Treat people with the same respect as you would. And because these people wouldn't say this stuff if they were face to face with a lot of people, but they can be very nasty online, immediately jump at in your face on anything. Uh, So great advice, Camille. And I think what you're doing is terrific and you, you have fantastic answers. And I think you package everything on your website and with your detox program really well. And I talk to a lot of people, so I just want to, uh, give you my compliments on that because it's well deserved so tell us a little about you know your website your dating app detox uh, your other programs you have some free stuff what you're offering all of that kind of stuff go awesome thank you so much robert that that means a lot um coming from you i really appreciate that um yeah if you can't tell i'm really passionate about this stuff because it's not just dating it's how to connect with people it's how to treat people and if you want quality people in your life you think other people as a quality person, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's my real core passion is, uh, is just connecting, uh, with other people and yep, I can definitely get you dates on top of that too, because that's definitely part of it. So, um, I do have a gift for your listeners. It, it's what you mentioned, dating app detox, okay. the ultimate guide to getting a date without going online. And they can find that at my website, which is master offline dating.com backslash, or I guess forward slash, Robert. And oh, that fantastic. is totally free. Yeah, it's totally free. It's a uh, like 50 page guide. I've got an audio reading of it as well. Cause I know not everyone wants to read a 50 page guide. Um, so you can listen to it wherever. And it's, it's meant um, for single women seeking single men. But honestly, I have uh, like I have lesbians on my email list. I have guys on my email list. I have married couples on my email list. Like it's really, again, just human connection skills. So I'd say yep. a lot of what we talked about today was, uh, is in the guide. And then 75% of those tips are honestly gender and sexual orientation neutral. So everyone can find something in there. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Camille, 
Virginia, thank you so much. You are the master of offline dating, and I uh, do great work, and I'm really thrilled that you were uh, shared your wisdom with us on Guys Guys Radio, and I wish you all the best, and uh, I'll let you know if I'm ever in Chicago, and we'll uh, chat it up. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. This is wonderful. You're welcome. Stay well. All right, let's stay in touch. We will, definitely. Okay. Ciao. All right, let's take a quick break, folks. Again, our special guest has been Camille Virginia, and uh, this is Guys Guys Radio. I'm your host, Robert Manny, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, we're back. Uh, now we're at the segment of the program. We kind of do a little wrap-up, but I do something called the Guys Guys Guide every week, and we take on a different topic. And usually it's based on uh, what I'm blogging about. Uh, I had mentioned to you earlier that I'm, I'm working with the Good Men Project. But I also, on robertmanny.com, I also have my own blog, and uh, we've got probably over 300 uh, full-on blog posts there. And you can catch me on all the social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. um, And it all came, this whole guy's guy thing came out of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. You can get the book on uh, Amazon at some bookstores, and also uh, you can get the physical book or uh, the ebook, and uh, you know, check the reviews out on Amazon. They're they're I'm so pleased with that, and uh, we're working on some other stuff now. But uh, it all started there, and then we started Guys Guys Radio a few years ago, and now here we are with Camille Virginia this evening, and we're on podcast number 263. So what I'd like to do is just quick Guys Guys Guide. I haven't written the blog on this yet. Usually I write the blog and then I talk about it on the show, but I have not written it yet. But I, but I think I'm going to write something about traditions um, and the fact that uh, traditions uh, don't have to always stay forever. It, things need to change. I, I, a couple of things that inspired me to, for this. Um, one is uh, some, I was posting something on Facebook and somebody came back and clapped back at me, if you will, about, you know, Everything, the problem with everything is liberals and liberal thinking and liberal ideas and liberal this. And I thought to myself, I just blocked the person. I figure I'm not going to, anybody who thinks that is that narrow, they want to go back to, you know, Beaver Cleaver time in the, in the early uh, 60s. And it's just not there anymore. And there's a lot of people in this country who want to go back to the way things were as if they were so great then and not now. But things change and America changes and America is an idea and things just keep evolving. And that's a good thing. Hey, if things didn't change, we'd still have slavery. Women couldn't vote. We wouldn't have gone to the moon. We would be riding horses instead of, uh, you know, motored vehicles. Things change and they change for a reason. And, um, you know, I saw a post today on Facebook and I was just about I typed out my uh, response to it. And then I said, "Ah, I'm not going to post it. And it was about pork roll. Somebody from New Jersey, they were on Thrillist and they were, they have a pork roll truck and they were doing this whole pork roll tour saying that everybody in New Jersey was raised on and loves pork roll. Well, I'm from New Jersey and I wasn't raised on pork roll. I think pork roll, I wouldn't feed it to my dog, frankly. It's all nitrates and preservatives and it's, it's garbage food. It's just, there's no nutrition and it's actually bad for you in my opinion. Um, I would never eat, I don't eat meat, but I wouldn't, if I did, and when I did, I didn't, I still didn't eat pork roll. And people think, oh, it's a New Jersey tradition, ham and cheese and egg and pork roll. And you know what? It doesn't have to be, we don't have to have generation after generation after generation eating pork roll. We can, but we don't have to. It's just one of those things. People can evolve and eat better food. 
you know, quinoa is better than pork roll. It might not taste like all salty and porky, but it's probably a lot better for you. I was also thinking about the same thing with this whole thing with tradition and people have trouble changing with, uh, with funerals. My dad passed about a week or so ago and I went to, you know, we went to the wake and, you know, the way they do things is the same that they've done it for years and years where, you know, the body's out there and uh, it's just a weird thing and people stand around and they're talking and stuff and trying to avoid most people are emotionally constipated and they, you know, they avoid looking at the body or talking about the person who's gone. And I noticed that with my own, my own family, uh, God bless them. But, um, and then I started looking at some of the funeral traditions around the world. And I found an article about it. And of course the New York post, uh, wh- what they do in other areas. Uh, uh so in Japan, uh, believe it or not, uh, 99.9% of people in Japan are cremated and they have these uh, uh, little displays. And I saw some at the mausoleum where they have these little displays where the uh, individual's urn is out there. And uh, when you go in, in Japan to one of these uh, places, uh, you, the, you put in the number of your uh, departed one and they will, their little urn will light up. The little there's a little square box in glass and that will light up it's called a uh let me find it's called a columbarium and they light up and that's how you know that's uh where your relatives remains are it's very clean and uh and it's kind of beautiful in a way so that's a little bit different in spain in barcelona they have uh uh, places where you encase the dead bodies in glass. So you can have just the front glass showing like you're displayed in a store window, or it could be something where you have all glass around it. And then the people go in and they rent the room and they can see the departed and all encased in glass. Um, in Tibet, they have problems in terms of burying bodies in the ground as well as, uh, or cremation. So what they do is they have, it's really bizarre, but uh, in some areas they have these body breakers who remove the flesh and crush the bones of the dead before leaving them out for vultures. And they believe that as macabre as it sounds, that people believe that um, this is something that uh, puts the body back to nature and uh, this keeps the whole cycle going. So um, is that right? Is it wrong? Is it old school? Uh, Probably. Uh, I can't say it's wrong, though. But the thing is, you know, there's traditions and a lot of traditions are good. And it's the intent behind the traditions that are really what matters. But traditions can change uh, from pork roll to how, you know, the burial system is for uh, for Christians here in the United States and also people of other faiths. Can it change? Sure, it can change. It's just up to people to say, hey, we want to do it a different way. And we're not connecting to this. So, you know, when people say liberals are have a problem because all well, the problems are based on liberals, liberal thinking means being open minded and being willing to change. And one thing we need to do, one thing that's constant is change. So whether it's funerals or eating pork roll or not, I know they sound disconnected, but in some strange way, they are connected. So my advice would be, my guys' guys' advice would be keep an open mind and be willing to kind of roll and evolve. And if you have a new idea, put it out there. You know, we go around here once and uh, might as well not just do it exactly the same way everybody else did it. Be yourself. Be yourself. And that's why I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. See you next week, people.